Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 All right, everybody, I'm back. I know you guys missed me last week, but it's your boy, DC, freshly back from that terrible loss up at Clemson over there in South Carolina. But I'm back here, Slam Radio, Kang Gang Radio Show, Channel 145, with the J-Man. I know J-Man held it down for me last week with uh, with the Dirty Bird. J-Man, what's going on, buddy? Dude, glad to have you back, man. It's uh, It's too bad that the game didn't go a little better and – you know, not not only because we're Canes fans, but I mean, you know, you you put all that effort into getting up there to see the game, and it, you know, it's kind of a dud for us. You, you know, the funny thing is, like, and I tell people this, like, I literally can have fun at a funeral if that makes any sense. Yeah. I. Uh, it doesn't matter to me, man. When it's it moves, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I've been going to so many road games over the years that. It's almost become expected to lose a road game, especially like a high-profile yeah. uh, road game. Um, but at the same time, it's not even about the outcome of the game. It's about just the, the memories that you make with the people that you're there with. Um, obviously, me, me and Maria had a great time, um, had a nice flight up to Atlanta, you know, kind of you know, cruised around Atlanta a little bit. You know, I almost was tempted because I had some downtime when I was in Atlanta. I was going to go down to Sonoya and kind of check out the Walking Dead like tour. Oh, cool. um, but I, I didn't like, I didn't know how much time I was going to have and I didn't know. And they're actually filming right now. Like, I'm not sure. Jay, man, are you a walking dead fan or no? I'm not. Have you seen any episodes? Um, one or two, one or two, but you know, it's never captured me, but I mean, my, my brother's a huge fan. So I hear about it. Yeah. You know, I've kind of gotten off of it a little bit the last like season or two. It's just uh-huh. become redundant. So yeah. I really kind of lost like the, the luster and the passion to kind of watch the show. Okay. Um, but you know, again, we went up there. Um, so the trip, the trip was fun. Um, I think for Maria, the best part was, you know, I, I surprised her. We, we went to the went to a mall in Atlanta and uh, nice. took her to Louis Vuitton and bought her a nice little bag. And uh, so I think that kind of made her happy. So nice, you know, she sported a new Louis. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the reward for me getting to go away. Like she gets rewarded for going with me and. <laughs> Not just on the on the travel aspect of it, but she gets like gifts as well. So Hey man, it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I mean she gets you know, she gets the bag and uh you get to go see the canes on the road. So I mean it's you know, like kind of a little bribery way, right? Like, you know, in order for me to get what I want, I gotta give a little bit for what she wants. But let me let me just talk about that game for a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, leading up to that game, you know, there was a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of build up, you know, can the canes compete, can the canes kinda, you know, withstand you know, Clemson. And when we got there, um, a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of rain. Um, but you could just tell Clemson came out watching them through like uh, pregame warmups, completely different team, man. Yeah. Bigger, stronger, faster. Um, you know, and, and the thing, you know, again, you can always play, you know, Monday morning quarterback, right? 
But who knows what happens? Like you, you literally stopped them on fourth down, but you lined up off sides. So I look at that play because then literally they scored like a few plays after that. But you literally forced them to turn the ball over on downs. Who knows? Now maybe your your offense is jacked up. You know, who knows what could have happened? I do think Clemson was a far more superior team in all aspects of the game. Um, but I think Miami probably could have done a little bit better if they were not self-inflicting wounds on yeah. their end. Because they Absolutely. literally shot themselves in the foot time and time and time again. Absolutely. And, and you know, one thing that people overlook, there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of disdain for our defensive coordinator. You know, he's, he's kind of been uh, like the brunt of people's frustration um, for this season. But actually, you know, early third quarter, our defense was getting stops. We were only down 11 and our defense is getting enough stops to make it a good game. So, you know, there, we don't really have a lot of excuses. Even though we made mistakes, like we, it was just blown opportunities. 100%, because when you look at the playback, and you know, I've watched it, I watched the game over and over again. You know, you look at, again, Amari Carter. I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to take for you to stop trying to target people. But to his defense, let, let me just play devil's advocate. To his defense... Trevor Lawrence is known for lowering his shoulder and trying to take out DBs. He's that type of quarterback, right? He's not going to be a slide. When he's 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", whatever the case may be with pads on, when he finally decides to start to slide and you're already going in a downward motion, what are you supposed to do, right? You're literally giving the quarterback every single opportunity um, to get that call, and you're really taking away from the defense. Now, again, you can't put yourself in that position – for the referees to make that call. Yeah. I do feel like he kind of got shaded a little bit. That was definitely a, a questionable targeting call, but that Keontre Smith targeting call was one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. How was- do you target somebody and, and eject somebody for hitting somebody in the midsection? When, mind you, their DBs were hitting uh, Derek King in the head and the receivers, like, that's part of football. Like, yeah. it wasn't malicious. It wasn't intentional. Um, that was just a bad, bad call. And to make it worse, and to make it worse, you watch Trevor Lawrence on the sideline over there dancing, like, like literally, bro. Like you're, you're, and so I was literally having Clemson fans so mad at me because I was calling Trevor Lawrence LeBron. I'm like, oh, he's getting the LeBron calls. Oh, look at LeBron over there, you know. Yeah. So I had to, I had the uh, Clemson fans kind of mad at me for calling Trevor Lawrence LeBron. <laughs> yeah, but, um. Yeah, I mean, back to back to Amari Carter. Like, I get what you're saying. You're you're bringing up really good points. However, like, if that was the first targeting call that he's ever had in his career, then I'd let it slide. But like, the dude, the dude is a walking highlight reel of mental errors. He gets targeting calls multiple times a season. Um, he's giving the other offense, you know, he's giving their offense 15 yards and he's getting ejected when he's a key, he's a key player on our defense. I mean, he's, he had a captain patch on his Jersey, you know, so I'm not going to let it slide with Amari Carter. I'm really frustrated with him this season. Um, well, he has been ejected every game this season. Yeah. For targeting. And you're a fifth year senior. Like you need to know better because not only do you put your team in a bind, you leave your teammates hanging out to dry. Number one, you were already without Gervin Hall for the first half of, of that game. So now you're down. So now you got to throw Balaam in there, and you know, you're know putting a freshman out. I thought he played fairly well, yeah. but at the same time, you're still a freshman going against someone like Trevor Lawrence in the offense that Clemson runs. Um, I think our linebackers are completely out of position again. 
I mean, at this point, I don't know what you do. I don't know if you just play Sam Brooks, Corey Flagg. You know, you just got to yeah. play your young guys. But to me, the biggest disappointment of that whole game is our wide receivers. I do yeah. not know why we cannot get separation off the ball. And we I, can't make a catch. We can't do a 50-50 ball. This is where I miss Brian Hightower. I wish yeah. like, someone like him would have stayed. Um, but, but again, you know what? It is what it is. You have who you have, and you play with what you got, right? Yeah. So the one thing that I do take out of this, J-Man, and I thought that was very, very refreshing to hear this past week, was Rhett Lashley came out and taking accountability on himself, yeah. saying that he got beat. You know, they got beat in all aspects of the game. So for me, it's finally good to hear a coach take accountability instead of putting it on the players. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just barely said. To comment on Rhett Lashley, um, it is nice and it's refreshing to hear him take the blame. I'm glad he did because he's right. You know, like we said, the defense got stops. The offense blew those opportunities. Like the offense only generated just over 200 yards. Um, you know, we only had one offensive touchdown during the game. Uh, just a very, very ugly performance um, from, you know, Rhett Lashley and Derek King and Cam Harris and the offensive line, and the wide receivers. It, just the list goes on and on. Really nobody popped on offense besides a few times Derek King ran the ball. Uh, and, and you're right about our – between our linebackers and our wide receivers, you hit the nail on the head. I really think it's time to just put some, some freshmen or young guys in there and just see what happens because we really can't get any worse than what's happening right now. I would be a proponent of playing Michael Redding and Keyshawn Smith. Yes, absolutely. You know, again, you saw Keyshawn Smith on that kind of flea flicker, you know, that double reverse type, you know, yep. pass down the field. Um, he did go up for the ball. I think Michael Redding has that ability to catch a 50-50 ball. Like, where's Jeremiah Payton been? You know, I haven't I, – I mentioned his name, but, like, he he's almost needs to be put on a milk carton because I don't yeah. I don't know where he's at. You know, yeah. I don't know if you can't get on the field. If, if there's problems, you're in a doghouse. I do not know. Yeah. But at some point, like, where's Jeremiah Payton? Like, yeah. he was your highest-rated, uh, you know, receiver coming in last year, and he hasn't even really sniffed the field. It was him that tested positive for COVID, right? A couple of weeks ago, yeah, him so, and Larry Hodges. So I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, it, it could do, it could be something to do with his recovery process and, and he hasn't been practicing much this year. So, but then why you travel, then why do you travel and you dress? Like to me, if you're going to travel and you're going to dress, then you have the opportunity to play yeah. because to me, I'm not bringing somebody who potentially could help me in a game and just going to keep them on the bench. Yeah. You know, I mean, these need to learn how to be a little bit more aggressive and fight for the ball. Um, that one interception um, in the end zone, I felt like he did get pushed. Um, yeah. You know, again, he had the so so to to counter be counterproductive on this, right? If you if you watch the replay of that game, the defender had the inside position. Like Derek King's got to put the ball over the defender, right? Yeah. Just like the, the the wheel route to Will Mallory. If he literally just lobs that and leads him down the field, that's probably a touchdown. Yeah. You can't throw that ball on a rope because uh, Kendricks literally was in prime position. And and I'm going to give their their defense mad, mad props, you know? Do I think that they're better than us? Yeah. Do I think that they're far superior than us? No. I would probably put it 65-35 if that's a good percentage-wise. I told people going into this week, if we were going to lose to Clemson, this would be the week to lose to Clemson. You can see what you need to – improve on and hopefully you can move forward throughout the season you can get a chance to play them in the acc title game that's where you would want to beat them at not this week because yeah. if you beat them in the acc championship game chances are you're going to the playoffs 
But before we even get that far, we need to rebound. We have a game tomorrow, 12 o'clock, against Pittsburgh, which is no slouch. How do we respond? Because going over the last couple of years, we've always been that type of team that we lose one, we lose another, we lose another. But I don't, I'm looking at the makeup of this team, and I'm looking at the leadership of this team. I want to see how Derek King comes back. I want to see how the defense and, – and far bar none – Bubba Bolden is the best player that the University of Miami has on their team. Yeah. Offense I, I, or defense. I agree. I, I love Jalen Phillips. I would, I would put him near that same category, but I agree with you. Bubba Bolden, he, not only on the field is he the best, but you can see the leadership and the intensity that he brings, which is absolutely a breath of fresh air. We haven't had anything Correct. like that in over Correct. a decade, man. Correct. Like, we haven't had a guy that is that, is that inspiring – I mean, you were at the game, and, and I was watching it from home. But watching him walking up and down the sidelines with blood running down his face, you know, screaming at the rest of the team and stuff, like, I was ready to suit up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys could see that from your seats. but Well, I had, I had row one, so I got to – I literally was right behind the bench. Uh -huh. and, and so some of the positive things that a lot of people at home don't get to see, right? So – after that interception um, that Derek King threw, D. Wiggins came to the sideline, sat right in front of us, you know, had his head down. You know, who walks over to him, you know, kind of taps him, lifts his chin up and say, hey, you got to fight for the ball. None other than Ed Reed. Like, that's where I think Ed Reed brings so much to this program. Yeah. Not only is he, I will call him the GOAT, because there's a couple free safeties out there, like like Ronnie Lott and, you know, you know there's some other people, but – to have Ed Reed come over there and nurture you and talk with you and kind of tell you what to look for and what to do, I think that is invaluable for the University of Miami. So we got to see a lot of things. Obviously, you know, we could hear what the, what the players were saying. And, you know, again, they were all trying to up, you know, uplift each other. They were trying to get each other motivated. Um, but, again, they, they fell short. Um, you know, there's no, you know, no use crying over spilled milk, as they say. It's time to move forward. You know, that game's in the past. You got Pitt coming up. You got Virginia next next Saturday night. So now is the time to show me what University of Miami, what did you learn from the last couple of years? Yeah. And I think tomorrow is where we will see what they've learned. Are you able to motivate yourself, get yourself, you know, ready to go, win another, you know, win a game after a, uh, an, like a, I don't want to call it a devastating loss, but it's a loss, right? So yeah. how can you, how can you move forward after a loss? I thought it was pretty deflating. Um, you know, we, we've looked really good this season, and I don't know. I, I didn't expect us to win. I predicted a, a two-score loss. Um, it just – dude, the, the mental errors really bothered me. I, I really wanted to see us play a complete game and, and just walk away and be like, you know what, they got us today because they were the better team. Like, I, I didn't want to walk away thinking – man, we made a dozen stupid mistakes. Our wide receivers aren't even near competing at this level. Our linebackers aren't near competing at this level. That's not really the takeaway that I wanted to have after this game. So to me, it was a little bit of a deflating loss. I mean, I'm not out on this season. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm predicting us to be a 500 team again. I, I still think we're a, a good enough team to you know, get away with only one or zero losses for the rest of the year and, and uh, have a shot at the ACC championship game. But anyways, we're up against the break. Uh, so you guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. See you guys in a few minutes.
This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to your Friday edition of the Can Gang Radio Show. I hope everybody's out there enjoying your lunchtime. I know we are. Jordan, today is actually a special day for me. Can I tell you why? Yeah, please do, man. Today is Grayson's third birthday. I've been blessed. Little man is three today. That's awesome, man. So we got a lot of stuff planned. I mean, obviously, he's in school. Mama got him him a bunch of toys because now he's into these toys and, like, monster truck cars and dinosaurs and stuff like that. so she's making them goodie bags for school, and then obviously we have the game tomorrow, and then right after the game, we're going to come home, grab our stuff, and we're going to head up to Disney World for a couple of days. Cool. That's awesome, man. That's, yes. I mean, I love Disney World. Like, I, I grew up on it, and uh, honestly, man, like, that's something that I will always do. Like, you I know, love Disney. We go a lot. Obviously, we're annual pass holders because obviously yeah. we live down here in the state of Florida, so it just makes it easier for us to be, like, annual pass holders. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now it's a little bit of a, a challenge due with COVID and all that other stuff that, you know, you don't have the park hopper options. You have to make yeah. reservations. And so there's a little bit of uh, hiccups, you know, along the way right now. But, yeah. yeah, so it should be interesting. You know, hopefully tomorrow we can get that dub so it makes my, my drive up tomorrow <laughs> night a little bit better um, if we lose. Which, and again, I'm not I, – I don't think we lose. I actually think Miami comes out and we put up, you know, some good numbers. And I, I think Miami wins uh, 38-14. Okay. So I, I think they come back fired up. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I do want to come back to your, uh, your plans this weekend, but you know, Pitt has a good defense. 
they are going to be able to do the same type of stuff that Clemson did to get to us. Uh, you know, uh, if they really put pressure on our wide receivers and, and they can get to the quarterback and stuff like that, they could make it hard for us. But I actually agree with you. I think that, that guys like Bubba Bolden and Jalen Phillips and Derek King, um, and then you mentioned Ed Reed, I think that kind of leadership that we have on the team now, I think that's going to show through tomorrow. And, and I really think that we show out against Pitt. I think that we establish ourselves as, you know, one of the top three or four teams in the ACC for this season. Um, and I, I think we beat them by an, a good number of scores. Um, but I, I hope you guys have fun at Disney, man. And make sure you wish Grayson happy birthday for me. So. Uh, oh, most definitely. I, pre- I appreciate that. I, yeah. I mean, Little gray man, man. He's uh three years old, man. I remember um I remember what I was doing um three years ago when you know he was being born. Like yeah. we had just played we had just played a game uh two days prior and then the night before we were at uh the Bruno Mars concert. Yeah. So we you know, so yeah, when we uh when when the time came for Grayson to be born, man, I I was ecstatic. So, you know, here it is three years later. And uh, he's just a ball of energy. You know, we haven't even taken him to a game. Um, I think he went to one game last year. Yeah. He's just – he's to the point now he's too big that he just don't want to sit down. Yeah. And I'm too much of, like, a fan. Like, I, I can't be paying attention to him while I'm trying to watch the game. You know, Maria Maria holds everything down, and she'll, she'll watch. You know, she'll take care of Grayson and watch him for us as, like, I'm watching the game. Um, but it's just easier now. He just stays with his Apipa and uh, – we're able, we're able to um, we're able to go and enjoy the game. So yeah. definitely looking forward to it. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. And and uh, you know, so has, has he taken an interest in the Canes yet? Has, has anything like that happened? I don't have kids, so I don't really know how uh, how they work when they're younger. You know. <laughs> let me t- let me tell you a funny story. So anytime Grayson sees anything with the U on it, whether I'm wearing it, whether it's a hat, whether it's somebody else. Can I tell you what he says? What? Kang gang. Really? Kang gang. That's awesome, He man. will literally grab his iPad, and I kid you not, we'll be driving, or I'll just be sitting in the living room, and he'll have his iPad. Next thing I know, I hear it, and he literally goes on YouTube and finds Kang gang. And That's I turn incredible. around, he's like, Kang gang, Kang gang. <laughs> oh. That's awesome, man. Well, shout out to Solo D then. Uh, one time for Solo, man. Yeah. You know, uh, we definitely got to get him on the show sooner than later. Absolutely. Definitely got to get him on. So let me let me just touch back about about one thing that I, I I want to talk about real quick on the game. I didn't think our offensive line played that bad. I think what happened with the offensive line is I think they tried to do too much. Because I again I went back and I watched the game. It looked like for me a couple times they had the initial block and then they came off the block to kind of go out to like the you know the second level instead of holding on to their block and maybe letting things happen. Mm-hmm. I do think this was the biggest, like the biggest thing for me this season coming into the season was how is our O line going to be? All right, so you kind of got—I don't want to say you got like abolished, but you got exposed a little bit last week against Clemson. So now I think I think Pitt, like you mentioned, uh, Pitt's defense is is pretty good, and if they're going to put six, seven, eight in a box, I want to see if they learn the the offensive line learned from last week. Again, do you maintain your blocks? Do you hold your blocks? Do you go out on the second level or, or what do you do? Because I think this is going to be the telltale factor of tomorrow's game 
because I do think now that Clemson exposed Miami with their lack of uh, production at the wide receiver, and I think Brevin Jordan's going to be out tomorrow. What happens again? So you take away their pass, their passing ability. What are they going to do? Do you? And one thing that I noticed last week, that, man, we had opportunities to do swing, like swing screens. You know, like Cam Harris, Knighton, those guys were open in the flats, and Dirty King wasn't even checking, you know, checking through his progressions to see that. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward tomorrow and see what, how the offense looks. I mean, obviously, it's supposed to it's supposed to rain a little bit. I don't know. You know, again, it's a nooner, so that doesn't mean anything. You know, here's South Florida. It can rain for 10 minutes, and the next thing you know, it's 200 degrees out. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see what kind of how the weather holds up, and then we can uh, decipher on what kind of game plan we're going to have. But I do think they need to come out. I think they need to start fast, and I think they need to finish strong. You know, no yeah. letdowns. I think they got to be – they need to be fluid in all facets of the game. One thing that has been particularly – still encouraging this whole season is our special teams. Agreed. Like, except, well, minus our punt returners because yeah. X had a few little mishaps on. But I can't blame him, right? So yeah. he's smart. You know, on the first one where he picked it up and, you know, tried to make something happen, I get it. Uh, the second one, you know, it's in the rain. You just got to let it go. So it's a good thing you didn't possess it or else, you know, you gave Clemson the ball right back. But at least you see that someone like that, he's hungry, and he, he yeah. wants to try to make plays. That reminds me of when Hester was a freshman. Like, Hester would do the same thing. Obviously, you saw what happened and what Hester turned into be. Yeah. I'm not saying that X is going to be the next Hester, but at least you can see that he's not afraid to get a hold of the ball and try to make something happen. Yeah, yeah. I actually graded out our special team as an A-, and the only reason I gave him a minus was because of X's miscues. Um, but I'm with you. I'm not – you know, I'm, I'm not out on him. Uh, I am worried about our punt return game just in general. I'm almost tempted to say, like, don't even put a returner back there. Just let the ball roll, um, especially, especially in more important games. You know, against Pittsburgh, if we turn the ball over once on a punt return, like, it might not be a big deal. But, you know, we play Virginia Tech and we play UNC um, on the schedule still. And, and those, those games are very losable for us. Um, so what we can't do is, is be squandering opportunities in the punt return game. Cause that's just stupid, man. Like we, we need to find somebody that can hold on to the ball. Right. And that's where I feel like, you know, the KJ Osborne's, the Braxton Berrios those are your safety nets, right? Yeah. Sure. And the guys weren't going to turn the ball over, not potentially going to give you, you know, a house call, you know, like, yeah. you know, DJ would do that for you from time to time. So, I'd like to have a little mixture of both. Someone who's sure-handed, but someone also has the ability to, to, you know, take it to the house every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we can uh, – I mean, Jalen Knighton already has a fumble on the year, but, you know, maybe he'll get some burn at some point. Um, I can't really think of anybody else. I mean, maybe Mike Harley. But, I mean, he can't catch passes this year, so why could he catch a punt, right? <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was playing back uh, – Again, the game the other night, and, and I'm thinking, I'm watching Mike Harley, and I like Mike Harley. I thought, I think he put in so much work in the offseason that he deserves credit where credit is due. Absolutely. But then you look at someone like Tutu Atwell. You know, you look at someone like Tutu Atwell from, from Louisville, who we passed up on to take Mike Harley. Like, if you were to grade out Tutu Atwell and Mike Harley, who are you taking? Like, if, like again, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Like, I would take Tutu Atwell in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I wouldn't even think about it. A heartbeat. Yeah. 
it's just difficult to see that all these players that you potentially could have had. And then again, I go back to Brian Hightower, right? I think yeah. he's the type of player with his size and his skill set. Um, I think he'll do well, and I wish him well over there in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Illinois. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be nice to have someone like you know him. That's why I feel like Michael Redding and some of these other guys. Listen, if you're upperclassmen, and I've said this from day one, right? You need to play your best players. I don't care if you're a freshman. I don't care if you're a senior. And if your freshmen are better than your seniors, then you need to play your freshmen. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And, and you know, um, so, so I, I saw a tweet the other day that was talking about our wide receiver class the year that Brian Hightower came in. And we got Mark Pope, who was a five-star. We got Hightower – uh marquez ezard who's a four-star Georgia Tech now. yeah and then uh d wiggins so you know at the time that seemed like a an earth-shattering wide receiver class you know very very highly rated all those guys had a lot of length and a lot of speed and, and just were prototype wide receivers if you look at it man it, it's like that's why recruiting is so unpredictable because <laughs> none of those guys really panned out so. You know, and, and the thing about Wiggins, too, if you think about Wiggins, Wiggins is really good for a post pattern. Yeah. You know, and again, Derek King hit him in the breadbasket on a post, and he dropped the ball. Like, yeah. I, I can't say that. Maybe the ball was slightly on the throne, but at the same time, man, you got to come down with that. Like, you Absolutely. had your guy beat. The ball was put there. You got to make that catch. Absolutely. If you can get two hands on it, man, as, as a Division One athlete or higher, if you can – I mean, if you can get even kind of two hands on it, like yeah. – it just has to be a catch. It has to be a catch or put someone else in who can make the catch. You know, and, and as much as I, I said in the first segment how I appreciate Rhett Lashley coming out and taking accountability, this is where I feel Blake Baker needs to do the same thing. So I'm almost to the point. Now, J-Man, listen to me closely. Okay. I'm almost to the point to where this is going to start to resemble an Al Golden, Mark D'Onofrio type situation. Interesting. So if you think about this, is, is Manny calling the D or is Blake Baker calling the D? And if Blake Baker's calling the defense, and granted, you, I don't care that you beat Florida State, you beat UAB, you beat Louisville. They're still going up and down the field on you. Yeah. And you're giving up chunk plays, 19 yep. yards, 20 yards, 25 yards, 30 yards. You know, at, at some point, do you stop and take a look at the defensive coordinator and say, hey, look, you're not doing what we're supposed to be doing here at the University of Miami. I'm going to cut my ties because if that's what Golden should have done or would have done, things may be different right now. You yep. might not have Mark Rick. You might not have Manny Diaz. Yep. So when I look at this type of defense right now, and again, you know, you look at Florida, right? So I love how Florida lost this week. I love how, you know, Dan Mullen is, is blaming the fans because the fans had everything to do <laughs> yeah. with – their guy fumbling on the 50 yard line with two and a half minutes to go. And, but at the same time, like, bro, your defense is giving up an average of 35 points a game. Yep. You can't blame anybody, but your defensive coordinator, your defensive philosophy or your defensive players. And that's why I feel the university of Miami, even though we held Florida state to 10 points, they still moved the ball on us. Even though yeah. we beat Louisville, they still moved the ball on us. Even though we beat UAB, they still moved the ball on us. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I want to make a point. I, I don't often pat myself on the back, but going back to the UAB game, I really think that the whole staff should sit down and rewatch that game uh, because that was the second-best team that we've played so far, 
and they exposed all of the weaknesses that showed up again against Clemson. And so, like, everyone needs to go back and watch the UAB game, fans included, and that is what our team is. When you, when you, see, us, uh, when you see us struggle to stop the run, especially up the middle, that's who we are. You know, when, when you see their quarterback, Tyler Johnston, move the ball at ease on us, that's who we are. You know, when, when our receivers are struggling, when De'Ara King's not hitting the deep ball, um, that's really just what we are, man. Our, our linebackers aren't good. And, like, we saw all this game one. We all just kind of wanted to be like, hey, it's only the first week. We'll get better. And, right. you know, we, we did. But when push came to shove, that was our identity. Correct. And so we can work with that, right? You can scheme around it. You can game plan for that kind of stuff. It's not a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, is we know what the weaknesses are now because we've seen it two out of the four weeks or two out of the five weeks. Um, so go back and watch that game and, and game plan around that because that's what it looks like when we play a solid team. Is, is Well, and if you think about this too, right? Like when I watched the UAB game, when I watched the – Louisville game, the Florida State game, your athletes are, are a little bit more superior against those teams compared to when you play Clemson. Yes. So you can make those mistakes and you can get burnt by those other teams, you yeah. know, and allowing things to happen with those other three teams. But yeah. you cannot allow that to happen against Clemson because they're going to they're going to just dismantle you. They're going to take advantage of all your mishaps. They're going to take advantage. You know, and they run a great offense, a lot of trickeration. Um, a lot of different schemes. Like, they do shovel passes in there. Like, they they literally disguise so many different things. But at the end of the day, they have literally one person. And, and I will call this right now. Trevor Lawrence is not a Heisman Trophy candidate. He does not impress me. Travis Etienne is a Heisman Trophy winner. Okay. I mean, think about this. If you go back and watch that game, and if you watch the Virginia game, Third and 10, third and 12, third and 15, yep. third and 18. What do they do? Swing past the NTN, yeah. the late handoff to NTN, and who makes the plays? It's not Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It's NTN. Yeah. You know, he went for 225 yards against us last Saturday. But, but, but I would love to go back and see what those yards were solely on third down. You know what I mean? On third down. And, and that's where I would like to see what his stats were. Third down conversions only. Because it happened every time on third down. Pretty much a swing pass. Yep. And, and you know, I, I feel like that was kind of their game plan was that they were uh, less aggressive. I, I thought that they were stretching us out uh, laterally. You know, they're, they're going sideline to sideline to expose how slow our linebackers are. And in that, they were also controlling the game clock. So we could never really get into tempo. Our defense Correct. is getting gassed, which when teams do that, it's going to be a problem for us anyway because of how fast the offense moves anyways, right? Right. So our defense is already under a lot of stress. Clemson was putting them under more stress uh, by, by controlling the tempo. And plus, they were comfortable that third and nine was not going to be a problem for them, you know? So they could, they could run it up the middle. They could throw a swing pass, and then you're at third and seven. And guess what? They didn't care because they no. have Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, you know, two of the ten best players in college football right now. Like, and against, you can't play seven eight yards off of your off of the off the slot guy. Let him, you know, let him go. You know, eight yards. You know, like an eight yard out, catch the ball, and then turn up the field. Yeah. I mean, really, we were just we were very soft coverage. Um, it was almost like we're not going to give you anything over the top. 
And then when they did make a shot over the top, they ended up dropping the ball, you know, or else that was another seven. So, well, J-Man, we're up against the break here again in the second segment here on the Kang Gang Show. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the second segment of the Kang Gang Show here on Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome on back to the final segment of the Kane Gang Radio Show today. You are on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, DC, how you doing, man? You enjoying today so far? Today's good, man. I'm just I'm I'm waiting to get this this I don't want to say get this radio show done because I got a lot to do today. Yeah. Obviously, with Grayson's birthday, uh, we're probably gonna celebrate a little bit tonight, and then you know, kind of get everything ready for tomorrow. I gotta finish packing because literally after the game tomorrow, we're gonna you know hit the road and head up on to Disney. Um, but you know, I, again, so it just it, it's kind of like it's the weekend, right? Like it, literally, this week has gone by so fast. I mean, obviously, last Friday we flew. Um, I got back late Sunday night, um, and then this week it just came really quick, man. So. I'm excited to get through this day, ready for tomorrow. And uh, but a lot happened when I was <laughs> so when I was on the flight on the way back, man. I didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to watch the Dolphin game. 
you know, and then we can talk about the NFL in a couple more minutes. Yeah. But a couple things real quick uh, on college football. The, the Florida LSU game got canceled because Florida yeah. has 47 million cases of COVID because all the inbreds <laughs> that are up there. But other than that, like, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Florida's cousin Alabama, like their coaches got COVID. Yeah. Like what in the world is going on with the SEC? But real yeah. quick, though, how about Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin? Like, yeah. granted, they didn't win. The two, game, the two games that they lost. But what about the points that Lane Kiffin is putting up on some teams? It's incredible, man. He's uh, He has a shot to build a really, really good program there. He's showing that, that with elite speed and SEC talent that, uh, I mean, he can put up as many points as he wants to, right? So give him a few years to build a program, and I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what happens there. I think moving forward in the next year or two, Ole Miss is going to be somebody to reckon with. I Listen, hope so. And I, and I know Alabama isn't Alabama of the years past, yeah. but you put up 48 points against Alabama. Yeah. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. And then LSU goes down again last week. Yep. You know, fourth, fourth and goal. I mean, I'm sorry. First and goal from the one, and you can't even make it in against Mizzou. And you're the defending national t- champion. You have two losses already. You know, the Oklahoma-Texas game was pretty de- – but look at the amount of points. I mean, I swear there's no there's no defense, right, in yeah. the Big 12. Uh, um, just there's none. So it's yeah. pretty much last man with the ball wins. Yeah. I mean, really, Clemson and, and – uh, Clemson's probably been the only really good team that's had really good defense as well so far. So, I mean, maybe it's – Well, uh, let me contradict you on there. Besides one game, Georgia has played phenomenal oh, yes. defense. Yes, you're and tomorrow right. night, Alabama and Georgia. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say this right now: Go dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually kind of thinking that the the dogs have a shot this year. You know, I don't think Nick Saban will be on the sideline. You know, you, well, you mentioned can. you're you right, can, they, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, they have a great defense. Um, their quarterback, uh, I saw on Pro Football Focus that he's, uh, he's like in the top four when it comes to uh, positively graded passes that he's thrown. So, you know, he, he's efficient. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, this might be Georgia's year, man. It, I feel like it's kind of wide open besides Clemson. And, uh, you know, anything can happen. So, um, of all years, this, this might be Georgia's best shot at a title, man. I don't think Georgia makes it through. I don't think they run the gauntlet. Um, I just don't think their offense is as good as it has in years past. Um, again, I don't know. I don't know about their quarterbacks. So, and again, yeah. they have a couple of them. I just don't see, you know, whether it's JT Daniels or, I mean, yeah. and again, I, I think Jamie Newman, if they had Jamie Newman, I would say, yeah. Hey, look, with the defense that I've seen the last couple of weeks, I think they would have a, a legitimate opportunity maybe yeah. to maybe crack that championship game again this year. Um, I'm just not sold on their quarterback play yet. Now, again, you know, our quarterback was supposed to be this and this and this and yeah. had a rough game last week, right? So, again, hopefully we get a turnaround and go from there. Yeah. Um, again, so 8 o'clock tomorrow, you know, Alabama, Georgia. I should be sitting in the hotel already at, at Disney World waiting for uh, yeah. Sunday morning to, to get there so I can go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to talk about a couple things on the NBA, right? I mean, obviously, we got to give props to – the uh, by the team Lakers in order, to, you know, for winning the title. Yeah. Um, that was a little atrocious for me because, you know, no matter how you look at it, man, 
And and I thought what was a great. I don't know if you saw. Did you see the saying, um, the quote by Demar Derozan calling out LeBron? No, I didn't. Oh my god! I I will read you a. I will read you a a, a script. Pretty much, kind of. How do I say it? Kind of what he was saying about LeBron, but not necessarily in the exact quote quotes that he was saying it about LeBron because I don't think I can say that on the air. <laughs> uh, but he literally kind of went off on LeBron in the NBA saying, he says this, it's tough to get past this bleaking bleep. To see him come to the West and be able to get the ref to cheat the same way to a championship is a testament of how much of a fraud he truly is. So DeMar DeRozan literally just blasted LeBron. And if you watch that series, I would have to say that LeBron got literally 98% of the calls. It's hard for me to say, and I debate this with people about him being the GOAT, right? Because again, I'm a little older. I look at the Jordan era. We've had these conversations already back and forth. I don't think LeBron can be that quote unquote GOAT when you go from team to team to team and kind of building your team together to help you win a team, you know, or win a championship. Without Dwayne Wade, without Ray Allen, without Chris Bosch, you're not winning with the Heat, correct? Yeah. I, yes, I, I see the argument you're making. I, I think there's counterpoints to it. You know, I mean, Michael Jordan really didn't have much success until Scottie Pippen got there. And, you know, it, it's some people get really lucky in the teams that they're drafted to and others don't. And, but you look at Michael Jordan, and, and again, he stayed with the Bulls pretty much his whole career, except yeah. for the last couple of years he ended up going to Washington, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is when you have the number one and number three best players in the world, and again, I don't, I put LeBron at three because I think Giannis is actually better, and I think AD is probably the best player in the league. All around, top to bottom, when you got a seven-footer out there jacking 23, 24-footers with ease, yeah. and the amount of, like, again – Without AD and rebounding and shot blocking and things like that, I don't think the Lakers win that series against the Heat. Agree or disagree? Uh, well, I mean, of course you need AD, but, I mean, you could say the same thing. If they don't have LeBron, then they're, I mean, maybe not even in the playoffs. Definitely so, again, this goes, back to my, this goes back to my MVP point, right? Yeah. Like, without, the, without a certain player, that, so when I look at the MVP, who can – so you saw how much of a, a, a drop-off the Heat took when you lost Bam and and, and, and Gorn, right? Yeah. Like, literally, you literally dropped the ball. If it wasn't for Jimmy, like, literally playing, like, lights out as hard as he can, where he can't even walk after the game, you probably don't win one or two, one of those games or two of those games. Yeah. So that's where I feel like if you take LeBron off the Lakers and you just have AD, I still think they are literally a contender. Maybe not a championship team, but a contender. I, I mean, I would disagree with you. I, I'm not going to stop you. I, I want you to keep going, you know, like, but I, I, I would disagree. I'm just saying, I think without, so if you take, if you take AD out of that equation and you just have LeBron, are you a contender? No. See, I think AD brings you more valuable and more of an yeah. upside with AD over LeBron. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. For me, this it's was, just my opinion. That's how I look at sure. it. It's like Gianna. So you take if you take him off of Milwaukee, you leave Chris Middleton. That's all you have on that team. <laughs> no, they're not good at all. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I, I do. 
Yeah. Definitely crazy, man. You know, listen, I'll give I'll give them props. They ended up winning it. I don't yeah. know if they won it for Kobe. I don't know if the NBA wanted something for Kobe. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to say yeah. say that that's what happened. Um, but the officiating was just horrible throughout that whole series. Yeah. To me, so I I'm in I'm someone who's in LeBron's corner, right? I I actually have met you know, already in the same stratosphere as Michael Jordan. I'm very interested to see if he can finish with the scoring title, maybe another ring. Um, but, but to me, this finals showed, one of the things that showed the uh, testament to, to LeBron's greatness was that epic game five battle, um, LeBron versus Jimmy Butler, where Jimmy really went toe-to-toe to him. I mean, they were throwing haymakers, they were trading him. Uh, Jimmy was right there with him. Like you said, you know, Jimmy had to play his heart out, could barely walk after the game. But then game six, Jimmy is spent and LeBron still puts up the same numbers. And, and like, to me, that just shows the, the different level of athlete that LeBron is at, that we really haven't seen anyone like that, where, where he can go toe-to-toe someone and have that kind of thing. Right. And then he bounces back and has the exact same kind of game the next night. And, me, and to me, that let, is let me, what's so irreplaceable. Let me read something to you and tell me, let me finish this, this quote per se, and then tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. Okay. If you want stats, you look for LeBron. If you want rings, you look for Russell. If you want MVPs, you look for Kareem. Mm -hmm. If you want records, you look for Wilt. Mm -hmm. If you want impact, you look for Steph. If you want dominance in a position, you look for Shaq. If you want perimeter defense, you go find Gary Payton. If you want athletics, you find Sean Kemp, Giannis, or Carl Malone. If you want greatness, you look for Bird or Magic. If you want exquisite dunks, you look for Carter, Dr. J, or Dominique Wilkins. If you want a good trash talker, you look for Kevin Garnett. If you want influence, you look for Allen Iverson. If you want remarkable scoring skills, you look for Kevin Durant. If you want competitiveness, you look for Kobe. If you want somebody in clutch moment, you look for Kobe again. You agree with those? To a certain extent. I mean, yes. I, you can associate those words with each of those players, so yeah. Okay, so let me finish. Now, if you want a good slice of all that fit into a single player, you look for Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. Like, there's no denying Michael Jordan's greatness, right? I mean, he. I love the old school versus new school debates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love LeBron. I'll give LeBron credit, but I feel like the game is completely different than it was when Jordan played. Different era. Again, no defense. There's no defense being played in the NBA today. Yeah. Everything is three pointers, getting calls. Jordan had to fight and claw and scratch and give everything he had because yeah. he'd have to go to the rim, get knocked down. It was the bad boys. It was Cleveland. It was all yeah. those teams ahead of him that he had a fight to get through. Yeah. I, would, I would love to see Michael in today's era and be able to play in today's era and almost see how he would, how would, he would benefit. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I, I, I like that argument. And I would also be interested to see LeBron play in the older area because he's such a physical specimen. I mean, LeBron is smart, right? I feel like he exploits the game today, right? Because getting calls is what you do. You know, the flopping is what you do, um, not playing the gritty defense and the physicality. Like, that's just not what the game is, right? So I tell you what, Jay, man. If he's going through the lane and Bill Lambert is standing there, he's not, like, standing. 
Oh, well, I understand that, but but my point is that my my point is that I would like to see how LeBron would adapt because if that's if he was reared in that league, if he learned how to play basketball in that kind of league, like you got to remember, he's six foot nine, two eighty. You know, like he he's a middle linebacker, or actually he's a defensive end. So if LeBron was bred in that kind of physicality, it would be very interesting to see the type of player that he is. Yeah, I mean, again, it, those are these are all these you know woulda, coulda, shouldas, you know, because again, we'll never see it, right? Right. It's like putting it's like put Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell, um, in today's era, or Kareem, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in today's yeah. era. Like it's just it's different. You won't see yeah. it. That's why you have these debates. Yep. But it, it's good though. You know, there's another debate that we we had talked about before about your Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I just want to know: Did Josh Norman pick pick himself up off the field yet? No, or he's still he there. Still oh gosh. Yeah, he's still there. They actually they That's drove him home without him. So. Stiff arm I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it was nasty, man. the uh, the team bu- The team bus left him there. So. Oh. And boy, and good riddance. I don't care. So Dude, that's that, a face plant, man. Yeah. That was a rough game. You know, it, it – I mean, honestly, maybe I'm just a homer, but uh, when I watched that game, I did not feel like Tennessee was necessarily better than the Bills. To me, it was kind of – well, I don't want to say that they're not better at all, but it felt like that game did not tell the whole truth, you know, because it started when Josh Allen throws a perfect pass on a slant route, just pops up off the guy's shoulder pads, and then the momentum was gone and the Bills never right. recovered. So right. I'm not like, you know, I'm not walking away from that game thinking, wow, the Titans are so much better than us. It just walks away as one of those games like you got it out of your system, like Correct. regroup. Unfortunately, they play the Chiefs next week, which does not feel like a super winnable game. Um, well, the Chiefs did last week. Yeah, but I think the Bills will be fine. I mean, Josh Allen is still playing great football. Um, Correct. Yeah, and, and the Titans just showed up to play. And, uh, you know, that was kind of strange. Like, they hadn't played in, what, 14 days? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could see that going either way, right? Either they're going to be rusty or either they're going to come out firing because they're rested. So, who knows? Well, speaking of coming out firing, how about the Miami Dolphins against San Fran? The Miami Dolphins came out on fire. Yeah. The Dolphins are pretty good, man. The Dolphins. You know, I feel like <laughs> – I feel like like leading into last week, uh, coming off that loss, there's a lot of talk. Well, you know, if, if the Dolphins lose again, it's going to be two a time. Yeah. And I think uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe took that to heart and said, you know what, well, I'm not losing because I'm not losing my starting spot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, but the Dolphins have been in in almost every single game. You know, Sunday they play the Jets. Um, should be a definitely a winnable game. You move up to 500. But if you look at their season, they could have beat Seattle. They played really well. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, it took a lot for Seattle to, you know, to put Miami away, but yeah. they played hard and they played well all season. Even they the very first New England, like they had an opportunity to beat. I mean, Fitzpatrick threw like three picks, yeah. but um, you know, they had an opportunity to beat to beat New England. So yeah. and they were in the Bills game too. I mean, they their three losses are are the Patriots, Bills, and Seahawks. I mean, those are three yeah. of the the top ten teams in the NFL right now. So, you know, it, it's it's really it looks a lot uglier than it is for the Dolphins because they're not so a bad question, team. Quick question for you, speaking of the NFL. Yeah. If, so if, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, uh-huh. you try to, like, I don't want to say tank, tank for Trevor, but what happens? Like, is it time for you to part ways with Matt Ryan? Or what, what, what's your take on that? 
honestly, man, I like I'm I'm more of the uh, aggressive long game type of guy. So I would right now I would trade Matt Ryan for the best defensive players that you could get and draft picks. And I would just tank. I'd blow up the whole team. I mean, you could even trade off Julio Jones. You trade Matt Ryan. You trade these guys that aren't going to be here in five years anyways. Adam Ridley. Yeah. And then you get, you get Trevor Lawrence, you load up on, on linemen, defenders and Trevor Lawrence. Cause I mean, you have Calvin Ridley, you have Russell Gage, you have Austin Hooper. So, you know, why not? Let me throw another wrinkle in, 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 the, in the equation here. If you're the New York Jets and you had the number one seat, you had the number one pick and you're Trevor Lawrence, yep. do you go back to school? No, no, I don't, but I pull a John Elway. You do something. I pull a Eli Manning, Philip yeah. Rivers. I'm doing something. Like, bro, yeah. I, there's Agreed. no way I'm going to New York. Agreed. I, I would do what Eli Manning did, and i just say, like, I will not report to camp. You know, sorry, Jets, but like, <laughs> I, know you, I know you had to suck to get me, but you can't suck that bad. You know, it's going back to our, 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 our um, show a couple weeks ago with Santana Moss. Remember, he was all jacked up. He goes, then I found that I was going to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it is, man. I don't know if you see the 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 pressure of playing in in, in New York, you know, in the Meadowlands and just yep. that franchise, but they are not good. And then Le'Veon Bell goes to uh, Kansas City. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of crazy things ha- happening this past week, Jay Man. But yep. uh, man, dude, it, this this segment's gone pretty quick. The show's been, you know, went yep. by pretty quick. Yeah, man, it does every week. We keep saying that, man. It's just we're having too much fun over here on Slam Radio, man. Definitely, man. We enjoy it. So, Frank and Larry, I think we need to extend our time slot from 11 to 1. You know, you can uh, shoot us a DM. Again, everybody, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm at KaneFanCo. Uh, Jordan's at JRNelson17. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, on Twitter. And, uh, man, I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Have a great time. I'm ready for the Canes game tomorrow at 12 o'clock. J-Man, give me a prediction real quick. Uh, let's go 31 to 17. All right, I like that. Kings win, right? Kings yep. win. All right, everybody. J-Man, close us out. You can listen to the Kang Gang Show. Yep. Thanks for listening to Kang Gang Show, Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. See you later. Go Kings! The views and opinions expressed on Kang Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.